0: Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, October 12th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storms and Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Today, of course, we got Microsoft's patch Tuesday to talk about and I just uh, want to highlight a couple of... Patches that were released overall, not a lot of surprises there. We do have our typical Explorer and Edge roll up patches. We do have patches for Office, of course, as we have every month. And uh, then the other patches are all sort of well known components that we have patched before. Just want to highlight a couple of uh, the vulnerabilities that have already been exploited. In the wild and we have a total of four different vulnerabilities that have been exploited now i didn't mark all of them as patch now what i did instead is for example in an explorer uh, the roller patch it does fix a vulnerability that uh, is already exploited in the wild but the uh, the only thing you can do with this exploit is check if a file exists on a system. So I don't consider that uh, severe enough where I would call this patch. Now, on the other hand, for Edge, uh, the vulnerability that is being exploited here does allow remote code execution. And this is why for clients, I did label it as patch. Now, similar for the vulnerability in the Microsoft graphics component. It also can be used for remote code execution, so I did label it patch. Now, other than that, uh, like I said, no big surprises. We also do again have a patch for Flash Player uh, that is being rolled out by Microsoft here. Now, we This is not the only bulletin or patch that Adobe came up with today, Adobe patched Flash Player, but it also patched the PDF reader and there's a long list of vulnerabilities uh, being addressed in that update as far as patch priorities go i would definitely start out with uh, the browser patches that's ms16 118 and 119 so that's the one for in explorer and microsoft edge followed by ms16 120 which is uh, the graphics component vulnerability that is already exploited in the wild. Now when I say exploit in the wild, actually Microsoft also states that for none of these vulnerabilities an exploit is publicly available. So these are likely targeted attacks that did use these vulnerabilities. And then also just as a reminder that this month is the first month where Microsoft does publish all the updates as one big patch so you may not necessarily have the option to select which patch you would like to install and which not. Now as far as problems go with uh, these updates I'm only aware of one at this time and uh, this is if you're using Minix PC. Minix is a company that makes these very small sort of Apple TV like uh, systems and apparently If you patch Windows 10 on these systems, there is a problem with uh, drivers that are being loaded that render the system unbootable. And badzl.com, a website that is run by Google employees, did come up with a nice matrix comparing how different browsers are dealing with bad SSL connections. Essentially, if you have mixed content and the like, and how they actually warn the user or if they just block the connection. One. Interesting issue here is that while most browsers deal with these issues very similarly, as the standard kind of requires them, Qihoo 360 safe browser apparently doesn't and does connect to websites uh, that do use weak SL configurations, in particular, for example, rc 4 MD5 is still supported by that browser, while most other browsers will not connect at all in that case. If you're wondering how your browser is doing, well, you can refer to that matrix, or you can just go to badzell.com and run your browser through a number of different tests, checking whether or not it does warn you of weak Zell connections. And it looks like users of the international money transfer system SWIFT are still under attack by malware. The latest example is malware found by Symantec. In this case, the initial infection came via a macro, a word macro, that if the user clicks, does download additional tool that then allows full access to the victim's computer. The attacker then downloads and installs a number of additional uh, tools like for example Mimikatz, that can be used uh, to read passwords from memory and uh, other similar tools to then essentially take over the user's system and use it to issue fraudulent SWIFT transactions. And as before, this does not actually compromise the SWIFT network, but really the endpoints that are then being used to issue these orders. Well, that's it for today, so thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.